0: Praise the Lord, wishing you all a blessed, happy new year 2024. God bless you, as God was with you in the past year, God is faithful in his words and his promises, he has fulfilled it till the last but the same God is with you. He will hold you and he will lead you into your new year too. Amen. Amen? Amen. Once again, it's my privilege to stand here to share God's word as a new year message as well as for the first message of this year. Today, I titled the message, God's Power and Restoration. The text which is chosen for today is 1st Peter chapter 5, 5 to 11. 1st Peter chapter 5, 5 to 11. It is a very common passage. Many messages we should have heard from here. Let us see what God stores for us for this new year. It starts with seeing this Bible. The Bible is full of stories of suffering. But in those cases where they never lost their hope, they are stories of triumph of faith. One of the great truths God wants us to know is that He promises to restore us when we go through suffering, suffering or trials. This gives us the hope to endure through those those times. Also, nowadays, it is very rare to hear messages about suffering. I hope you all know. And uh, They may preach about the suffering of Jesus Christ but not suffering about themselves or suffering about you and me. Fortunately, this church, time and again we keep on preaching about what suffering is, how to overcome your sufferings. I hope you agree with me. Amen? So in this Bible, Peter understands this portion of this Bible, the First Peter 5, 5 to 11. Peter understands that suffering tends to move us to one of two directions. If we take it one direction, in humble faith, we lean into God, allowing him to restore us, support us, comfort us, and healers. But in another direction, in self-sufficiency and doubt, we turn away from God, becoming bitter, angry, with much, much questions, and we become enemy in, in to God. So it is all depend on how you deal with the situation. So here he directs both the things. So, one of the things what I brought it here actually, two things. What is God's plan? Number one, God's plan, 1 first, uh, first Peter 5 6 to 9 it says, or otherwise it is called and considered as their commands. There are many things. Let us see how he wants us to know. Most people do all the wrong things when a session of suffering strikes their lives. They fear. They become hopeless. They lose perspective. They become angry. They refuse to accept what is happening much more. They may have questions. Why to me this suffering... Why other people always we have the comparative motive and comparing with others and asking the question about ourselves? So Peter teaches, however, that we need to here submit when something happens. To humble ourselves means to submit to the process and the God who is in control over it. Notice the reference here. God's mighty hand. 1 Peter 5:6 says, Let me read through verse 5, 6 and 7 to you. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. So the reason for the submission is God might do in due time he will lift you up if you are submitting. So they are suggesting that he will teach us much through the process. For that we have to submit. So this kind of submission however is not a rejection or it is not a failure or neglecting the responsibility It is submit to God's authority. You cannot deal with this. Submit to God because He has the authority over every situation in our life. It means activity, trusting God until the suffering ends. Another thing. Notice how we are to submit. Cast all your anxiety on Him. Because he cares for you. That's what the scripture says. Open your Bible and keep open and watch whether these things are in your Bible, in what is in your hand. So what he says, cast all your anxiety. Don't reserve anything for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It is clear. 1 Peter 5.7 says, the word translator anxiety means divide or distract. When we are anxious, it, may, it means we have taken ownership of our suffering. We are to give ownership to God those trials we go through and submit our will and actions to God during such times. Submission is again, it is not a passive state, it is a state of obedience and release the anxiety to God's control. So, first thing is submissive, secondly, self control. First Peter, verse 8 to 9, you can see what he says about it. First Peter, 8 to 9. If we are an anxiety, we will find ourselves out of control, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically, according to the modern research. People do become crazy things when they are hang on to their anxiety. People will even seek out relief from the sources they would otherwise never consider, just to end their pain immediately. But God states here there are two things we must guard and practice when we face trials. Number one, self control, as I said. Secondly, staying alert. What does it mean? We often feel anxious because we feel our lives are out of control, but we can always have control over ourselves. Even when we can't over circumstances, we need let God to control the matter while we control ourselves. Please note that very strong action verbs are mentioned here verse eight, from verse 8. Be self control Be alert, resist the devil, stand firm in the faith. Verse 9. Submission to God is not inactively, in fact, quite the opposite. It requires real work and effort. What the Bible says, Satan is always around us like a roaring lion. To whom to devour? Devour means to swallow, and also it is not slow, sw- swallow normal. Swallow fast. That is the dictionary meaning. It says so. Satan is always around us. Very specially, whenever, wherever you are going through anxiety in your life or suffering in your life, that become you become weak. So that is an easy time for him to swallow, to consume in the sin, to defeat you. So that's why the Bible says be alert, be vigilant. So not only self-control, these are all comes under the self-control and submissive and self-control as a second thing. So the first thing in God's plan, what God wants is, number one is Submissive. Number two is self control. There are seven things we are supposed to. Everything is compiled in two things so that it is easy for you to remember. Number one is submissive. Number two is self control. Let us move on to God's promise. What God promises are there are the blessings. That is very clearly mentioned in verse 10 and 11. Two verses, two scriptures. Number one is strength. Where then then does strength come from during the time of suffering where we can't see the end of it? It comes from realizing that God is in control. Amen? When you realize that your situation, in your anxiety, Only God can control that. It is not you. With your own strength, you cannot. But if you leave it to God, God will control that. And He will restore us in a proper time. That's what the Bible says. This is where we lose the program. We want God on our schedule. Most of the time we don't. Because the scripture says, in His time. In your right time, he will lift you up. So God's timing is always perfect. God's ways are the best. We always believe it. We also confess it. But when it comes to practice, we put all those things behind. We are putting our hands on our head and thinking of how to, where to, why. So many questions arises. Believe me. Leave it to God. God will handle it. It may take time. That's why in his time. So the Bible says, right? what the Bible says here, in a proper time, he will restore us in proper time. So until then we have to wait. So our strength does not come from the lack of suffering, but from doing the right thing when we suffer when we are doing the right thing during our suffering or when we are in anxiety. Suffering does not have to be a negative experience in life. It is up to us to decide if it is will or will not. So, dear children of God, how you... The scripture is always in your hand. How you allow, God or how you handle the situation, it makes the difference. How to overcome, when to overcome, how fast you can overcome, everything is when you shift it to God, he will handle it. Trials can actually make us more vibrant, strong in our faith, and much more durable in this world. So, when you go through this kind of experiences, That shows when you overcome the maturity of your spiritual life. Maturity is not only comes from the having of more knowledge. Maturity also includes your experiences in your day-to-day life. What you are going through. Some of us we stay longer. But God wants us to keep moving. God will hold you and lead you whatever it was in the past two years so if you think that this are still lying god will still holding you you hold if you hold you will miss it let god hold your hand the scripture the promise is i will hold your right hand and lead you is it not true so dear children believe it leave it to god he will so that's why how it is possible when we have handled suffering correctly by self-control, also uh, the alertness as the vigilant, causing our anxiety on him, resisting the Satan, standing firm in faith. When you do so, then God will only restore us, but leave us the two gifts which is strength and the stability, the firmness, the or, the steadfastness. Secondly, as I said, first is strength. Second promise is stability. 1 Peter 5.11 The quality of our life is largely dependent on how well we learn to handle trials and suffering and we have more control over our lives than we often believe. So victory is often your choice And not a chance things to some people. But for us, victory is victory is ours, battle is God's. Amen? Amen. So we are victorious. That's what the Bible says. It is so nice to this final verse who has the power. To him, verse 11, to him be the power forever and ever. Because our God has the power. It is not just a power, all power. He is almighty, all powerful. He has all authority. All authority in heaven as well as on this earth. Do we think anything is impossible with our God? Our God is God of impossibilities. Whatever is impossible with men, it is possible with our God, Amen. since he has yeah, all power in him. So the suffering is used as a tool to distraction by Satan. By God uses it as a means to build a godly character. Suffering handled wrongly leads to weakness, Suffering handled correctly leads to strength. So this is how we divide how you handle your anxiety, how you handle when you are suffering, how you handle you are having a difficulty in your time. If you handle it rightly, it is your strength. If you handle it wrongly, that is your weakness there are some examples of god's restoration in the bible i will just show you some of the things i do not know whether i can read the scriptures i don't find time some examples from god's restoration in the bible second kings chapter 6 one to 7 that is recovering of the lost axe head The company of prophets needed a larger meeting place. So they went together to gather wood. One of them lost the borrowed axe head in the water. Elisha miraculously made the axe head float and it was recovered. If you read the scripture, you will find this word. He recovered it. Second king. 1-6 8 1 to 6 The woman's land restored. Elisha tells a woman to leave her home due to the coming famine. After seven years, she returns to the find her land taken. The king at that time, hearing of Elisha's miracle, restores her land and all it produces. After seven years, Everything was restored. In Psalm, sorry, Joel 225, restoring the years devoured by locusts. God promises to restore the years that locusts have eaten, bringing abundance and satisfaction to his people. These are all the history. These are all the testimony. These are all, uh, it is recorded in our Bible. Psalm 126, restoring the fortune of Zion, show in tears and reap in joy. When God restored the fortune of Zion, it was like a dream come true. The nations recognized God's great work and his people were filled with joy. That is not the end. Even all of us, we know about Job. Job's story, every one of us, we know. That is our history. What he has lost, what he restored, how it was restored after that. Restoring Job's fortunes. All, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So there are steps to restores, to recovery or restoration. God restores. God can restore our relationship with him through forgiveness and justification. He can also restore earthly relationship and even redeemed lost time and years. God restores. And God also renames as an evidence, as a proof. There are many things in the Bible, many people. In scripture, we see God giving new names to signify renewed purposes and redeemed life. Our new identity in Christ gives us hope and a fresh start to each day. You know about Abraham? Become Abraham after the change, after the restoration. Sarai. He God made it. Made her as Sarah. I am not explaining, just the references are given to you. Joseph, Sepanath, and Jacob become Israel. Simon become Peter. So that is a sign of restoration of their life. God restored. It is not the end. Even He resurrects. God has a power, I said. God has a power over death and can bring new life to our souls. We can trust in his power to resurrect us from sin and shame, experiencing his grace and mercy daily. So, about us, what is your new name to you? What is the new name after coming to Christ? God has restored your life. How many of you believe that? Say Amen to that. If God has restored your life from sin and same as a victorious child, what is the name given to you? Children of God. John 1.12 says. Citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says. It is not in the slide. Members of God's household. Ephesians 2.19 says. Chosen to be adapted. Ephesians one four to six says more than that. In 1 Peter two nine, the list is there. You are chosen generation, your royal priesthood, your holy nation, is one special people. These names are to those who accepted Christ as a Lord and Saviour. Those names are to the people, those who confess their sins before the Lord and accept His forgiveness. Then, these names are given. Is it not wonderful? It is not wonderful to remind us that God restored us. God restored us. From a sinful life to a victorious life. Amen. And God renamed us. Amen. It is all, what I said is spiritual. What else God can restore? The areas. Just quickly, the seven things. God can restore your health. God promises to restore health and heal our wounds. Jeremiah thirty-four seventeen. Look at the slides. Life, he can restore and nourish us, even in the old age. Nobody feels that you are old. Nobody wants to become old. But accept it, one day you will become old. Even if you are old, God will restore you. That's what the scripture says. Joy! God can restore the joy of our salvation. Wasted wasted years, he can restore the time lost to sin and bring redemption. Spiritual walk. If you walk with the Lord in the past and you are backslidden, God will restore you. God calls us and restore one another in the spirit of gentleness. Our path, he can rebuild and fill the broken places in our lives. Isaiah 58, 12. Damaged souls. God can restore and lead us in paths of righteousness. So there are needs to be restoration. As a conclusion, because of the time, God is a restorer. He is a redeemer. He can bring restoration to every area of your life. Whether it be health, relationship, joy or lost time, by following these steps of recovery and restoration, we can experience the power and the grace of God in our lives. Only thing is, trust in his ability to make all things new and embrace the journey of restoration with faith and commitment. So the promise of this year is taken from the same portion. Verse 10, 1st Peter chapter 5, verse 10, second part, 10b. He will restore, support, and strengthen you. And He will place you on a firm foundation. The precept for this promise is Taken from Zechariah, chapter 9, 12a. Even though it completes, I will read it. 12a. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even, the completion is, even today I declare that I will restore double to you. The precepts and the promise comes together. Herewith, I declare the year 2024 as the year of restoration. In the name of the Father, the Son, The Holy Spirit, 2024 is the year of restoration. You can believe it, accept it, God will do it in his time. God bless you.
1: Hallelujah. The Lord is good. The presence of God shall go with us as we journey this year. 2024 in Jesus name As we all know Last year was year of fellowship This year is the year of Restoration God will restore all that concerns us In Jesus name Let me pray for you from the book of Isaiah 61 verse 7 It says instead of shame You will receive a double portion In Jesus name And instead of disgrace You will rejoice In your inheritance In the mighty name of Jesus. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everlasting joy will be yours. In Jesus name. God is going to restore all that concerns us. In the mighty name of Jesus. We have the calendar for the year. So each family just pick one. Of the calendar. If you don't get to tonight, by God's grace, on Friday, you will have. For this night, please pick one for your family. Hallelujah. We have light refreshment. Outside, we have the cake and the tea. Let's quickly do that and share that before we go. Shall we share the grace together in fellowship? In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely god goodness follows all the days of our life and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever and we shall dwell in the house of the lord but amen happy new year do have a wonderful night rest